This is Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. On this week's Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. Smart condoms? German parenting tips. Mustard on Pop-Tarts. Prohibition at Wrigley Field. And Rick's brush with royalty, Sarah Ferguson, Duchess of York. All that and unlimited tangents on this week's Minutia Men. That is coming up right now. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An Opi production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia Man with Rick and Dave. Welcome to another episode of Minutia Man with Rick Kempfer and Dave Stern. And uh, it's going to be a busy weekend for us this weekend, Dave. All we do is work, Rick. Work, work, work. Yep. yep. I, nights, weekends, you name it. Uh, we are We are constantly working. And on Sunday, I am going to be with Mitch Michaels at the Elmhurst History Museum. They've got a disco demolition uh, exhibit there. And they're selling Mitch's book, and I'm going to go help him with that. And then uh, I'm going to go to see Bobby Scafish. He's doing a book signing in Blue Island. Why do you always go to the brewery ones? You always go. I'll take that one. I'll take that one. Out of my cold dead hands. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, Blue Island Brewery, right? Is that what it's? Is that that's what it's called? Isn't yes, it? that is correct. And you are going to where? <laughs> I'm going to the Old Town School of Folk Music. You get the brewery, I get the folk music. Uh, we're going to have Bill Page there, and Bill Page is promoting and talking about his book. Everything I know, I learned from rock stars. So a rock and roll weekend, buddy. And what time is that? Did you say what uh, time that was? One to two thirty. Okay, so, you know, pretty much all day on Sunday you can see us. I'm, I'm looking up Bobby's to make sure I got the – it's called Blue Island Beer Company. Oh, and it's okay. uh, on Old Western Avenue in Blue Island. So that's not what? exactly around the corner for me, you know. I'm doing this as a – as a uh, – As uh, a 67 different types of beer on draft <laughs> is what you're doing. <laughs> You can't prove that. You cannot prove that. I thought I was I was uh, doing quite a sacrifice driving all the way to Blue Island. You're gonna get there at like six thirty in the morning. <laughs> when it when is Bobby's? Bobby's is from three to five in the afternoon. By the way, have you talked to him lately? No. Did Did you hear about Pat Hughes? The the Cubs announcer. Yeah. No, what happened? He called Bobby at home the other day to tell him how much he enjoyed the book. Oh, how nice. How well, that's cool wonderful. That? that is great. Uh, Bill Kissinger from WGN. Um, I saw him on the street. We're friends, and he said he's loving Bill Page's book, too. So all these books, Eckhart'sPress.com, they make wonderful Christmas presents. <laughs> you know, I hadn't even thought of that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So please, ECK. H-A-R-T-Z-Press.com and order yourself up a book. We could maybe even get an autograph for you for a few extra shekels, if you know what I'm saying. You never know. You know what's, what, is, what is upsetting me about this weekend? It's going to take considerable amount of time away from me um, watching television. I have found a great uh, dark comedy on cable. Um, and I've just binge watched it for like the last four days. It's called, I mean, well, the plot lines are a little preposterous, but the acting I think is great. It's called Breaking News and CNN, <laughs> and CNN is running it episodes all day long, Rick. 
I can't stop watching it either. It's very compelling. And and I really, at the end of the year, I would like someone to put together a list of the number of hours I have wasted watching the news this year. I know. I know. And and what's horrible is you watch it one day and then the next day it's completely different. So you wasted the entire day the day before because you don't. It changes from hour to hour. You know, you you think I, I used to turn on the news once a day in the middle of the afternoon to watch like 15 minutes because you could, you know, they cover one story a day usually and right, you can figure right, out what's right. going on and that was good enough. Right. And then, <laughs> yeah, and, then now and then they started having like news headlines come out at nine at night and, you know, 10, yeah. o- 10 o- you know, the, the Washington Post has got an, like, what the heck is going on I know. here? I know. Come, not at our age anymore. We're too, we're too old for this. Right. Uh, there should I be actually, a deadline. No new news comes out after, say, 6.30 p.m. Central uh, time. I, I actually have the TV on right now. No, no sound. So if the world starts to end or something, I'll just let you know during the podcast. Okay. okay. That'd be great. On the scroll, the CNN scroll. Um, well, I, you got anything else before we no, go no, into it? No. Should, right. should we... Uh, Launch into cue minutia. The, All right. uh, cue, cue the audio. This week's minutia with Rick and Dave. All right, what do you got? So, you know what wearable technology is, right? In fact, I know that you know because you've mocked me for wearing it. Um, is that the, you know, like the bit? Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Wearable technology is well, apparatuses that you use to, and what it does is it'll give you information and data about different things that you do, and like the Fitbit that you did mock me for. Mm-hmm. Well. Leave, leave it to how many Brits. steps have you done today i've lost my thing a long time ago really I, yeah and that's and the minute i lost it is when i started getting fat again <laughs> there is something to that <laughs> well well what is great about the fitbit is you know it's on your wrist and you're like oh man i i gotta i gotta start walking because i want my little my little lights to go off but the brits um it's a, a company out of out of england they have taken the wearable technology to the next level. They have created something called the ICON. Okay, I period con. Okay. And it's the world's first smart, wait for it, condom. Okay. Wow. This yeah, this smart condom will give you insights into your sex life and different metrics. Um, it'll will track intimate data um, through this, you know, through this technology. The device fits around the base of the penis <laughs> this isn't real is it? it it is it's yeah it is and sends sexual data to, to an app on the user's smartphone okay wait a it, minute asking for a friend what was the name of it again yeah i.con Should, shouldn't have a better name than that yeah well icon is kind of cool i know but the the fitbit you know what like but the, how about the the uh, dick the, bit the thrust bust Okay, okay. not bad. Like that. Um, well, the adjustable band will measure the number and velocity of thrusts during <laughs> during sex, the, the 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 length of your session, uh, and traditional and traditional fitness tracking information like calories burned, and it's now beta testing a a metric that will sh- tell you what positions that you used. Okay, I'm not kidding. I'm not making anything up. Uh, it doesn't say if there's going to be a metric like how much alcohol you drank. I mean that that's not part of it. D- uh, does there have it, to, does there has to be a partner involved? Well, I don't think so, right? Uh, you know, um, and if this isn't enough, which is 
far enough, all this data is shareable. You can you'll have the option to share like, like your on data. Facebook or something. Yeah, exactly on data. But or you could do it anonymously through the stat site, which is this all all the other icon users. So you can kind of compare yourself with how you are with other people. Now, self delusion is like my hobby. Yeah. I'm not buying this thing. You know what I mean? I am not getting this thing. Exactly. I don't want to know. I'm perfectly fine living in my little fantasy head. You know you what I'm have, saying? You have done three thrusts today. <laughs> <You're> right. <laughs> yes, exactly. 0. 0.72 seconds. Uh, what what I think is also uh, but but here's this is such a terrible idea. Uh, here's a very useful metric, though, that or uh, data that it will it will tell if your partner is has chlamydia or gonorrhea. A little light will oh, blink. What about does it tell you if your partner has climaxed or not? Uh, uh, yeah, could who cares? this could this be the end of faking it? Maybe I guess you're right. Not that that's something that I'm ever concerned about, right? Well, uh, no. Yeah, I don't care. Uh, but it, uh, <laughs> nice, <laughs> but, uh, nice Harvey um, Weinstein. <laughs> yeah, right. um, but I wonder, you know, is there a siren that goes off if your partner has like chlamydia or something? I don't know. But wow. it's uh, nine hundred thousand people have pre-ordered. I the thought icon. you were about to give me a price tag on this. Uh, fifty nine ninety nine fifty nine pounds fifty nine point nine nine pounds, um, which is you know a little over a hundred bucks, right? Is that yeah, I, I don't know what the, the I think uh, the dollar's not doing so well right now. I don't know. Let me check this new breaking news store. No, I don't see it on there. I I, I think the dollar is still available. And by the way, have you heard about Bitcoin? Do you know what Bitcoin is? Yes, I do. Yeah. You know that a, a single Bitcoin went up to $11,000 in a class a couple days ago? It was 30 cents like a year and a half ago. Yeah, one of Tommy's friends actually has a ton of that stuff. That he's a very – I'd get rid of it. Because I'd sell it because this thing is not going to last. Although, what the hell do I know? Yeah. yeah. It's imaginary money, basically. Well, it's not yeah. imaginary. You can, you can use it to purchase things. It's what, a crypto. What can you, what right? can you purchase with it? Um, there are sites now that are beginning to take Bitcoin and, and you don't have to use a full Bitcoin. You can use like one one hundredth of a Bitcoin or one one thousandth of a Bitcoin or whatever there are. It's, it's especially useful for people that are doing things that are illegal online. (laughs) Okay. Gotcha. Like, you know, like online betting, because I don't think you can trace where the money came from. I think that's the allure of it is that you don't, you don't know, like, it's untraceable, basically. So, all right. So you could use so you could use point zero zero seven Bitcoin to buy the icon. I like for, the way that you can even in the midst of a story about a condom, an electronic condom, you can tell people ways to to cheat. gamble. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> okay. All right. What do you got, buddy? Well, um, I actually have a uh, minutia quiz. I think we have some audio for that. Time now for a minutia man. Minutia man. Minutia quiz. Uh, this is an article that is in Time Magazine, which caught my eye, and it's about German parenting. It's it, it's it's written by an American woman who went to Berlin 
and is raising her family there. And uh, it's all about the things that she's learned about parenting from the Germans. <laughs> now, I thought you would understand this because you were raised by Germans, as I was. From Berlin, even. Yes. That's right. That's yeah. right. So you may know the answers to these questions. Yeah. Are you ready? Yeah. I found some of this uh, uh, rather uh, surprising, but maybe you won't. Okay. A German child is hanging from a wooden dragon in a playground, <laughs> 20 feet above the ground. Okay. Yeah, okay. What does the German parent say? A. Achtung! Nein! Get down from there! You will be paralyzed! B. Okay. You are not efficiently holding the dragon. <laughs> yeah. C. You have exactly three minutes and 20 seconds more to play. Then do we go to violin lessons? <laughs> yeah. Or D. Nothing. Oh, nothing. I would say D. Yeah, that's right? it. That's the answer. Yeah. They, yeah. they I- are completely unconcerned about safety. Yeah. Uh, I'll read the uh, from the article. Contrary to stereotypes, most German parents I've met are the opposite of strict. They place a high value on independence and responsibility. Those parents at the park weren't ignoring their children. They were trusting them. Berlin doesn't need a free-range parenting movement because free-range is the norm. Yeah, I mean, I think my... Well, no, actually, my mom would tell me to get down. Oh, my, my mom would have never yeah. let me go up. Right, right. I wouldn't have been let out of the house okay here's another one a german child is entering kindergarten what has the german parent already taught the child okay uh a how to read in two languages (laughs) b a musical instrument and basic algebra c the capitals of every country in the world or d how to have fun well it's not how to have fun it is how Uh, to have fun well, that's not my my parents. Well, I'm telling you, that. this is a whole new brand of Germans. This is like revolutionary. They have completely changed an entire nation of people. According okay, but this what article is, it okay, says, okay. Um, uh, Berlin's kindergartners kindergartens don't emphasize academics at all. In fact, teachers and other parents are discouraged from teaching the children how to read because it's something special that the kids learn together once they start grade school the following year. Hashtag fake news. This is not what's happening. <laughs> All right. Here's the third one. Right. Well, wait, 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 wait a second. Yeah. You, you said that kindergarten is basically going to teach them how to have fun. Or it's supposed to be. What is their definition of fun? Well, that's oh. that. That might be the asterisk. Right, right. Yeah. Okay. All right, here's the uh, the thir- well, third and last one. A German mother realizes that she needs sugar to complete a recipe, but she has her five-year-old at home with her, and the grocery store is three blocks away. What does she do? A, uses her German ingenuity to replace sugar with a suitable substitute like honey and forces five-year-old to applaud mommy's resourcefulness. <laughs> B, Places the child in front of the latest episode of Mozart was composing concertos when he was five and says, I will be right back. Uh-huh. C. Drags the five-year-old to the store with her and never lets the little strudel out of her sight. Or D. Sends the kid to the store with five euros and say, says, get whatever is on sale. Um, how old is the kid? Five. 
I think it's the last one because, I mean, maybe not quite at five, but I was going to the grocery store at like seven or eight. Yeah, actually, I was too. And, and apparently uh, in Germany, uh, children go almost everywhere alone. Most grade school kids walk without their parents to school and around their neighborhoods. Some take the subway. German parents are only concerned about safe, are, are concerned about safety, but they usually focus on traffic and not abductions. My mom would always say that, well, she had a twin sister, uh, Helga and Hanna Laura, and she would always say that they she would walk to the tear garden in Berlin, and her mom would say, or their mom would say, my grandmother would say, wait at the corner until there's a woman, and she'll help you cross the street, like just any woman. Wow. Don't ask the man. Don't ask the man. Ask the woman. And this is in what nineteen twenty nine, probably nineteen twenty seven. Something That's like pretty that. amazing, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, well, I, you know, uh, you know, Lila's now taking the train to high school, and yeah, I'm okay with it. I know, but give yeah, me a break. But, if there was ever a helicopter parent in the world, it was you. Oh, I know. I know. I, and I still have two little ones that, who aren't that little anymore. They're going to be 12, but they are little, physically little. Uh, you tell so, me that you can't go downstairs to record the show if they're home with you. Because they need to be monitored at all times. Well, no, it's not that they. I have to monitor them. It's that they want to be near me because I'm such a great dad. <laughs> That's what it is. I'm sorry. Uh, right. I was laughing I think, with I, you. Yeah, okay. All right. Um, we have a winner, by the way. Okay. Uh, this is the first time we've had a dual winner. Um, Jake and Tom from Livonia, Michigan. They retweeted. They have their own Twitter account. They actually have their own podcast as well. Um, and I love the I love the description of their podcast. It's the podcast your guidance counselor warned you about. <laughs> so Jake and Tom, it's the Jake and Tom podcast. Look for it um, on iTunes. They're from Livonia, Michigan, and they will be receiving a prize pack worth up to twenty five dollars. They're going to get a Amish Chicago advertising um, mug. Uh, they are going to get a crying cub T-shirt, and they're going to get down or uh, down at the Golden Coin by Kim Strickland. Oh, fantastic! They're going to get them. Yeah. So, um, congratulations to Jake and Tom. Livonia, I think, is near Detroit, right? Isn't it? Uh, I don't know. Suburb? Probably. I don't know. What do I there know? I probably should have um, brought that up. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. Did you grow up in a pop tart house, like when you were growing up? Yes. Actually, yes. you know what? We never got the brand Pop-Tarts. Oh, you're knockoffs? My mother never bought the brand of anything. You know, we had the Hydrox cookies. <laughs> we had the, uh, you know, uh, for Pop-Tarts, I think they were called Toastums. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay, okay. But you're familiar with the Pop-Tart, obviously. Of course. Right. Uh, I remember, I distinctly remember when Pop-Tarts started to have frosting. Do you remember that? Oh, when Yes. That that innovation, that frosting innovation, and I remember my dad drawing the line. Those no, those too expensive. Nine, you, you, <laughs> right? Because they were like twelve cents more per box or whatever. Um, but but I definitely grew up in a pop tart house too, and I actually even remember remember my mom lamenting that wow, these are probably not that healthy for you. But she was probably doing it while a cigarette was dangling out of her mouth. Yeah, that's you know? true. So, but there is some controversy, a Pop-Tart controversy right in our backyard, right in Illinois. Um, there's an Illinois man whose Twitter feed has since been deleted, 
But what he was doing is he was posting pictures of him eating a Pop-Tart that he put mustard on it. Yellow mustard on a Pop-Tart. Okay. And he posted it. And Pop-Tart, actually, the Pop-Tart company, actually tagged the Illinois State Police and asking for their help. Is there something that you can do about this? Because look what this guy is doing to our Pop-Tart. It's marketing put, genius. Oh, my God. Is it phenomenal or what? Um, it was actually a Dunkin' Donuts vanilla latte flavored Pop-Tart. Yeah. We didn't have dunk. We didn't have vanilla latte flavored pop tart. We had cherry yeah. and we had strawberry. Right? In my that was day, boys. The- we had yeah. sometimes we'd get blueberry if it was a nice yeah. day out. <laughs> right, right. A blueberry toast up. <laughs> um, so it turns out has he been that, caught? Uh, he deleted his account, so I don't think he has been caught. But the Dixon Police, the Illinois State Police, did not respond. But the Dixon Police Force responded to the tweet and said, yeah, we're on it. So <laughs> then maybe he's arrested. I don't know. Um, My only problem is the it's yellow the, mustard. I hate yellow mustard. I'm a uh, Dijon brown mustard guy all the way. Well, you know, we've been we've been partners for over 30 years. I know you don't like me saying the word partners, but we've yeah. been partners for 30 years. Yeah. Um, and over the course of three decades, I have learned what your favorite foods are. Yes. Right. And, you know. And your two favorite foods for our listeners out there that want to maybe make you something for Christmas are pickles and herring, yeah. right? Yeah. And, Those are, that's, and ironically, pickled herring. Okay, right. But that's one, two, and three. Don't you think that's that's your UPI, API? And salami. Top. Okay, good point. Um, but what I, what I did for your benefit because of this mustard Pop-Tart thing – I found out some weird combinations that actually are supposedly very delicious using pickles and herring. Ooh. Okay. So I am now this you're not gonna have you had your morning gag yet? Because I'm worried that 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 this might make it because it doesn't sound good, but people are insisting that this is good. Well see, you don't Pick- like you don't like pickled herring, right? No, I don't see like I that. love pickled herring, so this may not sound bad to me. Okay. Pickles yeah. And peanut butter. Ugh. Okay, it's huge. Pickles and peanut butter are huge. You go on Google, there are hundreds of people posting images of like different things they do with peanut butter and pickles. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to know what they do with peanut butter and right. pickles. Okay. Yeah, with their with their icon. Yeah. I wonder if they put the icon on the uh Nutella and pickles. I could see that. Okay. Um you're not pregnant, but pickles and ice cream, of course, is a... Yeah, that's a stereotypical uh, uh, pregnancy thing. Pineapple pickle stew. Hmm. I'd try it. So, okay. Um, now, this is something that comes out of Sweden, and it's called silglass. It's herring ice cream. Oh, boy. I. That might be a step too far. Okay, and here... And the number one... Uh, favorite and the best-selling sill glass in Sweden is banana chocolate herring ice cream. You want to hear the? Um, <laughs> you want to hear the recipe? You yeah. got four four tablespoons of sour cream, two tablespoons of mayonnaise, four teaspoons of honey mustard, one teaspoon of smoked paprika, one banana that's diced, okay. uh, forty grams of seventy-two percent dark chocolate diced okay and then and then 250 grams of plain pickled herring 
and you mix that all up, the sour cream, the mayonnaise, the mustard, you you mix that all up, you put it in the fridge overnight, and it is all the rage in Sweden. I'd eat that, you know, because there's no no ice cream. It it becomes ice cream because it's... Yeah, it's with frozen, the cream but, I mean, and the you know, mayonnaise goes well. I, I'd eat that. <laughs> I, All right. I, I know you're trying to gross me out, but I, I'm not gross outable when it comes to herring. I remember, do you remember, and I, 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 was, I can't remember why I saw you eating herring in Lederhosen. Why? Do you remember this? No, I think this is one of these things that you've just made up no, in your head. No, I think it was I think it was at supper club. All right, it's time Thank to you. move on. We're gonna go to. <laughs> uh, it's time for our Cubs feature. Okay, and I believe we have some audio for that. Time now for a collection of Cub geekness. This is just one bad century with Rick and Dave. So it's a very important day in uh, Chicago history today, Dave. December five. December five. Uh, what year? Nineteen thirty-three. All right. Well, Jesse Owens, or not Jesse Owens, uh, Adolf Hitler came to power. No, Probably not, not that well. big of a deal in America or Chicago. Uh, uh, something with Al Capone or something. I don't know what. Sort of. Okay. The city of Chicago rejoiced because prohibition was officially repealed. Yeah. Oh, on this yeah. day in nineteen thirty-three. Now, the reason I bring this up in connection with the Cubs is uh, during the Prohibition, the cut which lasted for 13 years, the Cubs led the league in drunks. (laughs) When it was illegal, when, you know, you're not supposed to have any alcohol. They had a a manager named Rabbit Moranville who uh, played with a flask of whiskey in his pants at all times. Okay. Nice. Yeah. He had uh, Pat Malone and Hack Wilson. They they were wild partiers that were arrested several times uh, for creating disturbances and starting fights while drunk. Both men died before they turned fifty. Um, Grover Cleveland Alexander actually passed out drunk in the Cubs dugout during the game once. Catcher Raleigh Hemsley was arrested for pub- public drunkenness. And that's just during the 13 years when alcohol was illegal. Was illegal, right. But, now, but where you, the, you know how Wrigley Field's got this reputation for being this beer garden and people just go there to get drunk? Uh, yeah. Before Prohibition, Wrigley Field did not sell beer. Really? So there was really no change in the atmosphere at Wrigley Field at all. They didn't start selling beer at Wrigley Field until after Prohibition ended. Did other stadiums sell beer at the time, or was this just? I, I a- don't know, but I know Wrigley Field did not. And and that during the twenties, that was some of their biggest seasons at the box office during the Prohibition years. They drew more than a million fans during a few of those seasons, and a million fans of only day baseball. That was a pretty impressive uh, feat, and all of that without selling beer. Would you go to? Well, you don't drink that much beer at Wrigley, do you? Not at thirteen bucks expensive. a beer or whatever right. it is. Yeah. Right, right. It's too yeah. expensive, and it's crap beer too. Yeah, it's it's not my favorite place to drink beer. Uh, well, it's time for our final feature of the day, and I'll roll the audio for that. A random name pulled out of Rick's bowl of brushes with celebrities. Mixture, collection, selection, assemblage, medley, assortment, variety. Time now for Celebrity Potpourri with Rick and Dave. This is the part of the show where Dave reaches his hand into the Costco jar 
and pulls out the name of a celebrity, and I have to tell the story of having met that celebrity. This one's very impressive. I, I've, I have not heard this story. Uh, Princess of York, Sarah Ferguson. So, oh, yes. Yeah, she was married to Prince the Andrew. The Duke of oh, Prince of Andrew. Okay. They got, they got divorced, didn't they? Yeah, they did get divorced. And I believe I met her after the divorce, but she's still known as Sarah Ferguson, Duchess of York. And she was promoting, um, I don't know, some like Weight Watchers. Well, yeah, I was, yeah, Weight Watchers, right. I, re- I tend to remember that, yeah. And she was having like a press conference downtown at a hotel, and uh, I'll never forget this. Uh, I was sent to the hotel, and it was you know, in mid-morning, so it was after our show was over, and I went there with the tape recorder, and once I got there, I think there were only like seven or eight people in this room, we were all told that uh, we don't get to ask any questions, okay, um, but they they briefed us, they had someone come in and brief us on how you are to speak to royalty, you know, the, the various different rules of, you know, how you... Protocol. Yeah, the yeah. protocol, Right. Anyway, um, knowing that I wasn't getting anything, I just rolled tape and, you know, I didn't ask any questions. She just did a little speech and I brought back the tape to the to the uh, radio station the next day. And I did get to say hello to her. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was it. I didn't get to interview her at all. And I brought John the tape and I said, sorry, I, I failed you. I went to meet royalty. There's nothing on the tape. And he said, well, let me listen to the tape. And he listened to the interview, and at at one point in the interview, Sarah Ferguson said, "Um, I woke up in this beautiful town of Chicago, and I looked out of my window, and I remember looking at the alarm clock, and it was 6.43, and I thought, what a beautiful city this is, something like that. Yeah, 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 sure. So John took out the time, 6.43, (laughs) said by sarah ferguson princess mm-hmm. of york and then every day at six forty three, he would say um princess uh duchess of york what time is it and she'd say six forty three, <laughs> and that was all we used from it <laughs> well, ta- that is somebody that can make lemons uh, lemonade out of lemons right i mean he uh he what a brilliant radio mind he had right i the mean guy's a genius. Still, it st- still does still does he's a genius uh, I, you know I, I would learn things from him every day and stuff like that there's never a day that you have nothing just keep that in mind young broadcasters out there and one day you'll end up in the Radio Hall of Fame, just like John Records Landauer. To find out more about Rick and Dave, you can check us out at EckhartsPress.com and ChicagoAuthorSolutions.com. And if you'd like to reach us, you can drop us a line at MinutiaMenPodcast at gmail.com. Special thanks to executive producer Tony Lasano with Opie Productions. We have been distributed by Ed Silla of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. And we'll be back again next week with another episode of Minutiaman. <laughs> The proceeding was a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Find our other great shows on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and at radiomisfits.com. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Old Pie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? 